Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Dahmers. Merry Christmas, everybody. Today's episode of the Small Scale Life Podcast is all about some of our Dahmers family Christmas traditions. It seems that in this fast-paced world, heritage, history, and traditions are getting removed, torn down, paved over, or just plain forgotten. They're just not passed down from generation to generation. However, this is a perfect time of the year to grab a hold of some of those traditions and tell some stories over hot chocolate and a roaring fire. Even better, this is the time of year to plant your flag and start doing some of those old traditions. So, in case you don't have any traditions, in today's podcast, I'm going to share some of our Christmas traditions, and my hope is that I'll inspire you to learn to do, and to grow with your own traditions. As my, Greg, my good friend Greg Burns and Michael Jordan have said on more than one occasion this year, be the lighthouse and show others the way. In case you're new to Small Scale Life, we're living simply by growing, exploring, and living healthy. To put it simply, we're focused on gardening, healthy living, and having adventures along the way. We're really glad you're here today. A couple days before Christmas, I hope your shopping's done. So settle in around the fire and, and just enjoy the podcast. This is a good time. So this time of year, you know, we all gather and we celebrate the holidays with family and friends. For members of our family, this is a particularly meaningful Christmas. This is the first Christmas without Barb Taylor, my mother-in-law, and without Mary Cicero, my brother's mother-in-law. Two great ladies that made our world a brighter and a better place. While these wonderful women left us too soon, we continue to practice holiday and Christmas traditions that bring family and friends together. We will build on these Christmas traditions in the future as we celebrate each other, our lives, our history, and our heritage. In this post and podcast, I'll discuss our five Christmas traditions that we practice, and if you don't have your own Christmas traditions, maybe they'll inspire you to give them a try. So just to be completely honest with you, I'm a little late with this post and podcast. I originally wanted to get it out earlier this week and then have a second podcast on Thursday or Friday. Uh, this is going to be our Friday podcast here. Um, just given the mix of emotions this year, it's a really uh, a lot of stuff going on. I found out uh, I found that this was a particularly difficult post and podcast for me to write and 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 put down on audio. Um, I just was struggling with how to frame it and write it, and uh, I've been kind of working on this all week. And I want to give a big thank out, thank you to my sister-in-law, Kelly Dahmers, for helping me get over hump on this podcast. As she said eloquently, do not dwell on the negative. You have a lot to be thankful for this year. And she is absolutely right. She's absolutely correct. This post is ded dedicated to my sister-in-law, Kelly, and I am really thankful that you're here listening to this. And this is the reason why I'm doing it. So thank you for tuning in today to the small scale life. So let's talk about some of these traditions and I've got five of them and, uh, and we'll go from there. Okay. So number one is decorating the Christmas tree. So we moved out of our house in St. Louis park in July, St. Louis park, Minnesota, and we put most of our stuff in storage locker and it's still there. It's still in the storage locker. And, uh, this was by design because we moved into a furnished house. It was Julie's parents' house. And we were planning to move all of our gear when we finally purchased our home. So the drawback to this strategy, however, is that all of our holiday decorations for Halloween, for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for Easter, all of that stuff is buried deep, way deep in the storage locker 
somewhere. I don't know where it is. If you saw the storage locker, it's packed with stuff. You just kind of throw up your hands too and would just say, well, maybe next year. So the good thing is Julie's parents had an artificial tree here. They had lights, they've got ornaments, and they were all stored here in the basement of the house. So Christmas was Julie's mom's. Julie's mom was Barb's favorite holiday, and she always tried to make it special for the family. So using her lights, her tree, and decorations, it's really comforting and special for all of us. So Julie and I set up the tree and lights, and we all took turns, the boys, me, and Julie's dad, we all took turns adding ornaments to the tree. It was a lot of fun, just a great afternoon doing that. And there's some really special ornaments from the past, from when Julie's parents spent time in Germany and handmade a bunch of ornaments, uh, ornaments from cousins, ornaments from aunts and uncles and, and grandparents that are in in the bin. And there's some funny ones like the marshmallow man that's from 1982 that is nothing more than a green that a than a brown blob on a piece of uh construction paper but man since 1982 this thing is still there it's pretty amazing and it's funny to to talk about it each year so it's got a special place for us and um and 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 some really sentimental ones um some ones that from relatives long past or the flower that my son, when he was really young, gave to Barb uh, from the bar- flower shop. And it goes on the tree every year. So some things that really mean a lot. And it was just a really fun time. Just being in the spirit, I got inspired. And um, I decorated the outside of the house with lights and ornaments. And this was quite a challenge because my knee was really hurting at the time. So I was a gimpy guy going up and down a ladder trying to get these lights all strung up, but uh, we got it done. It was not a Christmas vacation disaster, thank the Lord, but uh, we got that done. So, you know, the bottom line is that Barb might not be with us this year in body. She's not here physically, but her spirit and her memory lives on for all of us. And her decorations, her lights and tree remind remind us of what a great and generous woman she is. And we really do... Miss Barb, and um, you know this will be a different Christmas this year, but uh, but we'll we'll go through. So yeah, it's really special, and uh, glad we have everything up, and it looks great. It was it was really fun because I posted a black and white of that tree right after we put it up uh, without any ornaments on it, and uh, it was really special because it was Black Friday when we put up the tree, and I posted that picture on Instagram, and it went viral. It was great. I mean, it's got almost 300 hits and and it was fun you know something like that it's just it means a lot so um i think someone was looking out for us so that was cool okay (laughs) number two getting a little teary-eyed there got to keep moving here number two favorite christmas and holiday movies yeah there there's so many good ones here and you know even though i've made a really conscious effort to not watch much television and movies in 2017 you just got to do it right okay yeah you can call me out because i did watch taboo that whole series and i did some podcasts about taboo earlier this year there's links in the show notes about that um Watch Game of Thrones, got caught up. I'm in season seven. I've got like two episodes left. And yeah, we just binge watched The Punisher, and that was a really great series. Um, really violent, so don't watch the, let the kids watch that one. But man, that's a heck of a series. But um, overall, I've done a pretty good job 
limiting my time in front of the boob tube this year. I just haven't watched a lot of TV. Haven't watched that many movies either. I mean, uh, my sons go, uh, we're going in the summer every Tuesday or so. They would go watch a movie, but uh, really didn't really tried to limit my time in front of a movie screen or the TV. But uh, this time of year, you just have to make an exception. You just have to. I mean, there's so many good movies, right? I mean, with Ryan home from college, we gathered together as a family, and we just had to watch some of these classic shows, Christmas and holiday movies. Um, really, there's been some really great ones over the years, and I'm not even including like the old style Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Jack Frost, um, you know, or Santa Claus or some of those really old um, claymation one types, you know, or puppets. Those were really great movies, but I'm just talking about the comedies and uh, we have some family favorites and some of those are one for Thanksgiving, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. That has been a classic on my side of the family for since it came out. And I seriously know almost every line of this movie. And if you listen to um, the podcast where uh, I was giving um, a speech for Jay and Andrea when they got married, there's a twig, there's a their line in there from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You know, uh, go with the flow like a twig on the shoulders of a mighty stream. <laughs> that comes right from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And that is one of our favorites. It was one of my dad's favorites. It was just a great movie. Um, Christmas Vacation. That was another one that was a family favorite on all sides of the family. Or, yeah, all sides of the family. We just love that movie. I mean, you know, you're on the brink of hell, Helen. <laughs> I mean, how many Christmases have you felt like that, where you're just on the brink of disaster, and somehow you pull it out of it at the end? It's it's uh, Christmas Vacation is real. The struggle is real. Uh, another great one is Elf. Oh, Elf is awesome. If you haven't watched Elf, I really... You better stop following this podcast. I really, I really can't talk to you right now. <laughs> we got into Elf. Uh, you know, when we first had Elf, uh, we had the CD, and we thought it was the dumbest movie ever. And then we had to go deliver a wedding in downtown Chicago. And we took the boys with us because we were going to hang out downtown, deliver the wedding, and then we'd have the rest of the day to go see stuff downtown and and uh, hang out. And uh, if you've lived in Chicago or a major metropolitan area like that, I mean, Minneapolis is not like Chicago. If you've lived in Chicago area and gone into downtown Chicago in December and or just downtown Chicago on any day, traffic is horrible. It's terrible. And so we're downtown Chicago. We're going heading to downtown Chicago. We're 50 miles out and we're just fighting through traffic the whole way and just getting annoyed and the boys are getting restless. So we put in Elf. We had a DVD player in the in the van and we put this movie in. And honest to God, we ran that movie three times. And Julie and I were in the front. We can't see the monitors, but we're listening to it. And, <laughs> and you'd think you'd get sick of it, but it got funnier and funnier and funnier each time we listened to it. And you just can 
picture this guy. You can picture Will, Will Ferrell and you, Francisco. That's fun to say, Francisco, or when he's going crazy about Santa. And and if you uh, on our smallscalelife.com in the post, I've put that video clip in the show notes there, and you can actually see that video clip and where he's going bonkers about Santa. I mean, what a classic movie. That's just a great, great movie. So watch Elf and then A Christmas Story. I mean, who doesn't love at Ralphie? I mean, this was me growing up in, in our neighborhood, and uh, sometimes I felt like Ralphie's brother in the big snowsuit, and you can't move your arms or legs, and if you fall down, you're just stuck there. Um, I remember delivering papers in, in White Bear Lake, Minnesota, and we had just gotten a huge snow and I jumped out of the car and ended up in a snow drift, and I couldn't move, and I was frustrated, and I just laid there, just like Ralphie's brother, and just, I can't do this. It was terrible. But uh, this was reality. This was our life, you know? And uh, those are the four. So Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Christmas Vacation, Elf, and A Christmas Story. Those are the four big ones here in this family. We love those, those movies. So, so far, we've watched two of the four, two of the four big ones. And we'll have to find time to watch last two. Uh, we're talking about watching Elf tonight, so that'll be good. And it's just easy to forget uh, uh, how funny these movies actually are. And if you really need a break from the stress and the chaos and the commotion, you want a good belly laugh and just relax, you really have to check out these classics. Um, you won't even shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> those are just great movies. So check those out. Those are recommendations here. Um, you know, if you need a break, check those out. So, um, okay, let's move on to number three. So number three is the Wooddale church Christmas program. So for the past few years, we've gone to Wooddale's Wooddale church in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. They've have a great Christmas program and, uh, this year was no exception. So this year, Julie, Danny and Ryan, my boys and Jules, and then my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, uh, Dave and Jenny, they went to, we all went to Wooddale Christmas Program. And the church is massive. It's a big church. I, is it a mega church? I don't know it's, if it is or not. But they have enough room on the stage to have the full orchestra, the full choir. They have a massive organ. And then they even had interpretive dancers go up and down the aisles, which was a little different. But, um, you know, really good. The music was fantastic. And they, the program consisted of the following songs. Overture, uh, let's see, Canticle of Glorias, uh, Gloria and Excelsius Deo, classic right there. O Come, All Ye Faithful, another classic. White Christmas, that was a great one. Just really good song. Um, How Great Our Joy. Patapan, which, um, you know, that was a little different when I was like, I've never heard this one. And Jill's like, oh, my parents sing it all the time. But okay. And then uh, No Way, No Way. I hope I said that right. Fum, 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 the first Noel, which is, again, another classic. Angels We Have Heard on High, again, another classic. Uh, and then they did The Christmas Story and the epilogue for Piano and Strings, Opus 10. So they did combine those two. And uh, No Eye Has Seen, All Is Well, and then ended with Amazing Grace. So it was just a really nice really well done performance, uh, very professional, it was very inspirational. Um, some of the early songs, they had a Celtic feel to them. They made it sound very Celtic, which was really cool. And the grand finale, Amazing Grace, they had a, they had a man, um, a Scottish man in full dress and bagpipes. He came down the aisle and he was doing um, 
he was playing um, bagpipes with his traditional dress and kilt and everything. Um, it's just really amazing to hear. So hats off to them. It was great because it was my dad's and Barb's favorite tune. Uh, my dad passed 99, Barb, you know, just last year. So it's really, really inspirational. They did a great job. And it's really nice to see that heritage and um, the influence um, injected into these into these hymns. And, and it was just fantastic. So I have a clip um, in the show notes, not of the church service itself, but of Amazing Grace with bagpipes. And, and if you haven't heard that, you really should, because it just blows you away. Um, and I would encourage you, if you have a chance to go to a church program here uh, in the next few days, you really should. It's a chance to decompress and, and tune out uh, tune out of all the commercialism and, and uh, your cell phone and all the noise and, and hustle and bustle of the season. It's a chance to sing some carols and hymns, and then you know share in the Christmas message with your family and friends. So really, if you have a chance, you know this is a traditional traditional thing to do. Go do it. So uh, remember, learn, do, and grow. So go do that. Um, and it's just really nice uh, to to unwind and hear some of that. Um, you know the reason of the season. All right. So number four decorating Christmas cookies. <laughs> and you might be saying, how does this fit with your healthy lifestyle? And it really doesn't, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> we have a tradition of doing of decorating Christmas cookies uh, around this time every year. And uh, when Julie and I were in high school and dating, yeah, we've been together for a long time, uh, we, would, we would get together and we would go to Julie's side of the family. We would decorate sugar cookies with Julie's family, um, mom, dad, brother, sister, uh, their, her cousin her aunt and uncle every year and her aunt and uncle would put together all the cookies and make all the frosting and everything and it was a lot of fun and it tasted really good too uh so this year uh we wanted to keep that tradition alive so we gathered once again to decorate christmas cookies and we really broke it down and had a team effort with it we made a dinner here and uh put on a spread, got everybody fed and then we got to bed uh down to business decorating the cookies um you know, it was a team effort. Julie's dad and fiance Sue made the sugar cookies, and then Julie made this frosting. And I gotta post the recipe for it because it's really good. It's an almond flavored frosting and just delicious. Um, yeah, really too good. I really shouldn't have it. No, it's really bad. So don't eat any of it. Don't make it. But no, it's really good. Um, it was a lot of fun, and we had a bunch of laughs doing it. We took a bunch of pictures. They're up on Facebook, and I, I have a couple here uh, in the blog post in the show notes. Um, some of our artists, artists, artists <laughs> got creative with gingerbread men and the Santa uh, cookies, and they added different pieces, parts, and decorated them pretty funny. And uh, if you look at the show notes, there's a picture of all the cookies. You can kind of pick out the one... Um, the yellow one, uh, and see just what they did. So, um, <laughs> just don't point that out to their kids cause we're trying to keep this family friendly, but you'll get the point. <laughs> it's in the middle one, uh, in the middle, the yellow one with a big smiley face on it. So, um, 
you know, again, I'm sure that eating cookies covered with frosting, the world's best frosting, didn't help my healthy lifestyle goes, goals, but it was absolutely worth it. It was a lot of fun, and we'll do it again next year. And, uh, you know, the cookie exchanges, decorating sugar cookies, this is all good stuff. We just had a good friend of ours that we've known for a long time get, to get together with a bunch of her girlfriends. They had wine, and they made, and they decorated Christmas cookies. I mean, how fun is that, right? So, and it is fun, too, to see on Instagram some of our homesteader friends are popping up with cookies that they've decorated and everything. So everybody just enjoys it. And, uh, oh, Ryan Reynolds. There's an article that just came out today that Ryan Reynolds tried to make sugar cookies, burnt the hell out of them. So he might be good looking, but he can't cook with a dime. So, woohoo! there we go. One up on him. <laughs> so number five um, of our five Christmas traditions is our Christmas Eve meal. So, um, you know, I kind of got inspired this year. One of our friends is doing some research on on their history and and wanted to do a Swedish uh, Swedish themed Christmas. And so, what I did this year is uh, on my side, um, my mom's side, we come from Poland and Czechoslovakia. And I did a little research about Polish Christmas traditions and shared that information with my brother and my sister. And in Polish households, Christmas Eve is an extremely important day. It's probably the most important day of the year. And uh, the Polish people celebrate Christmas by preparing a big meal called Vigilia. Hopefully I I said that right. If all my Polish listeners out there want to correct me, please do. Um, But Vigilia. And this is a a traditional meal, and it's a big deal. Um, I did some more digging, and according to the Polish Women's Alliance of America, I think based right in Chicago, because there's a huge Polish Polish, um, community there, uh, the Vigilia consists of 12 meatless dishes. It includes many kinds of fish, beet or mushroom soup, various dishes made of cabbage, mushrooms, or potatoes, pierogies, and followed by dried fruit, compote and pastries for dessert. So a lot of a lot of different dishes, but the big thing is they don't eat meat. And this is in in keeping with the Catholic tradition, the Christian, uh, especially Catholic tradition of not eating meat before the holy um, holiday. So um, I thought what was also cool was that the meal does not start until the first star is seen in the sky. And I was thinking about it and then I was like, yeah, you know, in our house, it usually doesn't, we usually, we, we usually don't pull that off until it's dark anyway, because we go to church, and we're getting everything set, and by the time we're all set, it's usually dark. I think two years ago, it was light out. But anyway, that we kind of follow that roughly as well. Now, the other thing we don't do is that a lot of Polish families put straw underneath the tablecloth you know, to remind them of the manger or put it on the floor. Not happening at our house. We're not doing that. (laughs) But this is what traditional Polish folks do. So, yeah, we we are like Polish homes. We have a big meal on Christmas Eve. And unlike the Polish dinner, we do eat meat and we eat lots of it. So what we've done, we've kind of adopted something – that my side of the family did years ago, and that's the fondue. If you've never had fondue, it's kind of an interesting experience because you have um, – it's it's kind of a communal meal. I mean, you're cooking in the same pot. You're cooking your meat and your veggies in the same pot. Um, 
So what we do is we cook shrimp, beef, vegetables in boiling oil or broth. We've tried both. Um, I prefer broth, actually, but others prefer oil. Um, and you have special pots with uh, sterno or electric pots that heat the oil and bring it to a boil. So... Um, so that's one type of fondue. We also do a cheese fondue. It's really good. Different kinds of cheeses melted all together. And then you dip bread or, or broccoli or cauliflower in that. And it is it is just really good. And it's really a big hit with our Green Bay fans, Green Bay Packer fans like me. Woo-hoo. Love our cheese. Um, but that's really good. And then we'll have a dessert fondue as well with melted chocolate um, warm melted chocolate, and then we'll dip in marshmallows or strawberries or pound cake, you know, chunks of pound cake, and it's really, really good. So, yeah, we eat really well on Christmas Eve, but we don't follow the uh, the Polish tradition of not eating meat. Yeah, we're going full meat on that deal. So the beauty of Christmas Eve that I found is that um, of the Christmas Eve fondue is the social aspect of the meal, and it takes time to cook the food which my brother always hated, but it takes time. So you're not just stuffing your face, but you're kind of laughing and you got your forks in the, in the oil and you're cooking the food and it's fun to talk and, and joke around with everybody. And, uh, and at several points during the, the meal, someone inevitably steals somebody else's food. And that's part of the fun too. And, and, then somebody says, oh, you're stealing, blah, 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 stealer, stealer. You know, this is kind of the thing that goes back to my childhood. But um, everybody gets a good laugh out of it. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, and, of course, stealing somebody's shrimp or meat or cauliflower or broccoli, mostly meat or shrimp, that's all by accident, of course. Right? By accident. It just happens. These things happen. The struggle is real. But, um, you know, a couple words about having a meal like this it does take some time to prep you got to cut the meat uh you have to cut up cube up the breads you know like a french french loaf so you have to cube those up you have to cube up the pound cake and and the vegetables and you have to prepare the fondue pots and then gathering all the dipping sauces so we can get some really fun and creative dipping sauces with a fondue meal as well so it just takes some time right it takes some time and that's fine because you know if you do the Polish traditional meal, uh, I was reading about it, the Vigilia, they are cooking several days in advance. So you just have to plan and prep. And this is what people do. So it's okay. Everything's cool. But it does take some time to put together. And then I do have a few words of caution if you do try fondue. So the first one is that the oil, the cheese, and the chocolate are very hot. I mean, they're basically in electric frying pans of various sizes. Special fondue pots are nothing more than um, electric frying pans or or pots with sterner under them. So they're very hot, and they've got boiling cheese or oil or chocolate in them. So be careful around the fondue pots, especially little ones. Be careful around those. And uh, the th- second thing you need to remember is that spling- things splatter and spill when you're cooking like this. So disposable tablecloth are important. If you're like me, you probably should have an apron (laughs) because I seem to destroy plenty of t-shirts. So just keep that in mind. And then um, be careful using the fondue forks. They're not like your traditional fork. They've got two sharp prongs on them. And someone inevitably inevitably ends up spearing their finger by accident. They're trying to get some steak on their fork and they maybe had a drink or two and uh, fork in the finger. It happens, 
happens all the time. So uh, just be careful about that. And then four, just remember, there's a lot of cleanup after the meal. So be prepared for that. I mean, you have pots of cheese and chocolate that maybe have you know, gotten hard and melted on or burned on. So it takes some time to clean it all up. So be prepared for that. But it's a great way. You know, it's a great way to have a meal and it's a lot of fun. So this year we're doing a little bit different. Uh, we are going to have a meal on Christmas Eve. We're going to have a little smaller meal, um, but we'll eat very well. We're not going to have the whole big family because we've got, we've got a plan. We've got a, a Place, places to go, uh, and you'll hear all about that when I'm there. But, um, you know, we're going to celebrate Christmas Eve dinner with Jules, uh, Danny, and Ryan, and me. So a fairly small group. And we're, we're going to be eating steak. We're going to eat shrimp. We're going to have twice-baked potatoes, and we're going to have salad, and it's going to be awesome. So um, there'll be some pictures on Instagram, which will go to Facebook and Twitter, of course. But, uh, yeah, we'll have... Um, There'll be plenty of posts. Don't worry about that. But it's going to be a great dinner, just not fondue. All right. Well, those are our five traditions, really. And and there's been a couple more uh, that have come up over the years. Like, um, you know, in the section, if you look at the blog post, um, the How About You section, uh, there, there's a picture of luminaries and those were in, in St. Louis park. Our neighbors were great. And, uh, every year they'd put out luminaries along the sidewalks and, and down the street and it just looked magical. And that's a great tradition too. It's just really simple. You have a Sam, um, a paper bag, brown paper bag for like a lunch, lunch bag. And in it, you put some sand in the bottom, you put uh, little tea candles in there and light them and you set them up every couple feet and they just, you know, in the middle of the night, they're still going. It just looks great. Uh, that's another tradition you can do in your neighborhood to bring neighbors together and work together. And that would be really, really cool. But I'm curious, what are, what are your Christmas traditions? I mean, these are ours. Maybe you've got something cool that I don't even know about, quoting another World Flare movie. But um, what do you do with your family and friends? I, I'm really curious. I would love to know. And um, maybe if your ideas, uh, you know, maybe we'll incorporate some of your ideas. I think that's really, it would be fun. And uh, pull those into our Christmas and holiday celebrations. I think that'd be great. So feel free to share your Christmas traditions as a comment on this blog post or, you know, email me at uh, realsmallscalelife at gmail.com or you can even uh, put, the, put it in the Facebook group if you wish, if you've joined that. If you haven't, join the Facebook group, Small Scale Life Facebook group. We'll get you in there. Um, but I'm curious, what are your Christmas traditions? I would love to know. So just remember that this is a, this is a really busy time of year. And, uh, you know, before we get going crazy again, and thank you for listening. Thank you for following Small Scale Life this year. It's been a great year. It's been really fun. And there's been just a lot of good folks that have interacted with us and been listening and have been guests on the show. And I'd like to thank all the guests who've taken their time to be on the show. Um, you know, I'll have another post about that, you know, next week. But, uh, um, I would really like to thank you for spending your time with us. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't be here if you weren't here listening and, and giving us your support. If you weren't interacting with us and making, making us know that you're out there and that you care about these funny little stories or weird little stories or 
me blabbing. <laughs> but uh, I really do appreciate it. Uh, this is special, and it's a special time of year. Um, you know, please be safe. Please, you know, if you need somebody to talk to, reach out. Uh, people are always out there to listen, and uh, myself included. So if you need somebody to talk to, uh, hit me up. And, uh, you know, please be safe this holiday season. Make good choices. As I, as I tell Ryan all the time, and he always laughs at me, but make good choices. You know, um, you know just, just remember to enjoy each moment. And uh, be kind to somebody. Our lives are go. Our lives are going really fast right now. Time seems to be speeding up. So enjoy each moment. And if you have a chance, be kind to somebody. You know, build them up. This is the time of year where it's time to reflect and and help people, and not be so focused on ourselves. So, <sighs> thank you again for listening. Twenty eighteen is going to be even better. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And. Julie, Danny, Ryan, and I, we wish you a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. Thank you for tuning in to Small Scale Life. We'll see you really soon. Remember to learn, do, and grow. Oh, that's not really it, right? No, it's uh, live simply uh, Live simply by growing, exploring, and, and living healthy. Or learn, do, and grow. <laughs> I hope you all do well and be well. And we'll catch you really soon. Thanks. This is Tom from Small Scale Life. We'll see you soon.
Let your heart be light From now on Our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay Make the Yuletide gay From now on Our troubles will be miles away Here we are as in olden days Happy golden days of yore Dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years, we all will be together if the fates allow. Hang a shining star. Upon the highest bough, and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Fates allow. Hang a shining star upon the highest bar, and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows 
a turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase Kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas to Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. 